And that's when I said, you get out of the bathroom. I'm here for good, Buster. That's rich, Jason. We've got a great show for you tonight, folks. And now, the man of the evening. Here's Duddits! Here's Duddits! It's the Duddits Super Mega Comedy Telethon Extravaganza Spectacular. Starring Robert Goulet. One, two, three martinis a lady. B. Arthur. If I hear one more joke about my dating life, I'm going to strangle a Wookiee. Slim Pickens. You see here, sonny boy, this is for the children. Morgan Freeman. We must choose to accept our fates or stand together and create a new way forward. Richard Simmons. We're going to stretch those laugh muscles, girls. Sammy Davis Jr. I've only got I for you, babe. Bob Newhart. It feels like I, I shouldn't be here. Uh, my ticket says Don Rickles. Valerie Bertinelli with Chomps and Grumpy Cat. Kill me. And of course, the man of the night, Duddits. We got some work to do now. I'm not sure if we should be doing this. We probably shouldn't make fun of Duddits. Sam is just playing the character from Dreamcatcher. This is how the film writers made him. But he's mentally handicapped. So are the film's writers! Heyo! Hello and welcome to Stinker Madness. I'm your host, Justin. I've got Sam and Jackie here. It's the podcast about bad movies for bad movie lovers. These two are two bad movie lovers. How are you guys? I'm just dreamy. Dream. I'm just catchy. Catchy and, <laughs> catchy and dreamy. <laughs> In uh, about 48 hours when we watch this film, neither of us are going to be dreamy or catchy. <laughs> well, we're going to be catching something, a catch of the Z's. Catch of the pink eye. You've broken the roll and gone over two hours again. Well over two hours. I know. This yeah, one's what a dick. Really long. Two hours and twenty minutes almost. The last time we were in that ballpark was with Jackie's uh a Star is Born yep. choice. Oh. Sam and I have seen this movie. Sam I've seen this twice. Yeah, oh boy. Do you think it's gonna be uh more painful than Star is Born? I've seen it twice. Yeah. But you, I, I wouldn't. I, w- I would never watch *Stars Born* again. Okay, all right, all right. That's a fair, fair. And bet. it wasn't just that I saw it twice. I watched it when it came out, like on video, and then uh, I watched it with somebody who was like, "Yeah, it was pretty good." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> and then the next, and so I called Sean on the phone, and I was like, "Sean, what are you doing?" And he was busy. And then I made him come over the next day, and we watched it. He was like, "That was awful." And I was like, "Yeah." Sean from our Robin Hood Prince of Thieves episode. Yes. He was uh, recently on the internet with a saxophone. Yep. That's it's great for people who don't follow Sean on social media. But do like saxophones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Dreamcatcher, oh, man. I think the thing that the leg up that it's got over Stars Born is a year ago we did Wicker Man, which is uh, we all loved. Yes. And in it, Wicker Man, uh, although, is only an hour and a half. So, but the whole time we were watching Wicker Man, we were like scratching our heads going, what the fuck is this movie about? Like just trying to wrap our brains around, like trying to piece in the holes of the plot that, that 
the writing just never fills in. I kind of think that we are going to be able to do that with Dreamcatcher 2, which makes it like there's a hope that we can get to two and a half hours without going, oh, my God, this film is so goddamn boring. Because there's just so much stupid, like, what the fuck? Who are these people? Why are they on my television? I spent a lot of time reading about it this week, even though there's very little to find out. I mean, it's mostly just people that compare the book to the movie. Mm -hmm. And uh, I will have seen it three times now, so I don't have any insight as to what's going on. I don't think anyone will. No. (laughs) Jackie has not seen this film. This is your first go around, but you are I'm a fan. Scared. Of, you you are a fan of the Stephen King movies. Though. It's not scary. I mean, I no. Though, I'm scared that it's going to be so bad that I'm going to be like. Oh. She's scared of it. Yeah, I know. I said don't be. I'm saying don't be scared of that. Even though it's tremendously stupid, mm-hmm. it moves along fast enough <laughs> that you're like, what? And uh, Damian Lewis is so bad. He's so bad. Isn't that the guy Which, from The Last of the Mohicans? No, that's, no, that's uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Day-Lewis. <laughs> Damian <laughs> Lewis is the guy from Homeland and uh, the main guy in Band of Brothers. Oh, okay. Tall, skinny, brown hair. No. Nope. Ginger. Yeah. Oh, oh, he's handsome. He's handsome, Eric Stoltz. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You will change your mind about him after this movie. She At no point did she say she liked him. She no. just said he's handsome. And well, I, can't, I just saw the I look in her he's eye. Not, he's not handsome. Yeah, the look in my eye said it all. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, mm. you'll be like. He's a hot cross bunners. Oh, boy. Are you he's, going? He's the most sexiest ginger out there. Ah, uh, I don't know about that. I think he is. He's well, handsome. I, according what about. To, according to Tucker, it's. Uh, What's her face? Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce, I would agree with Tucker. According to quarterback Andy Dalton, it's Andy Dalton. Yeah. It's not An- Andy Dalton with a stupid <laughs> butthole haircut. That haircut Screw that dude. sucks. And I'm upset that J.J. Watt has preempted, had one-upped my nickname of the Ginger Pistol and called him the Red Rider BB gun and that one's sticking. Yeah. Mostly because it's a better joke than mine. Yeah. 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 Well, Makes I hope him. he shoots his eye out with his own semen. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Dalton. <laughs> Speaking of Tucker and Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, yeah, so the movie, I don't think it's streaming anywhere, but oh my God, it's so easy to pick up a copy of this on uh, DVD in any pawn store, basically. Yes, you're talking about a dollar. Dollar. And I I think I paid a buck for it yeah. at, at the pawn store. I don't think you did. I think that you got uh, three movies for $2. Uh, there you go. There so you it go. was under a dollar. Yeah, just bundle them. Uh, it's got a 35 Metacritic score, but it's got like a six user rating. Yeah, I don't know that anyone like this other than the person I watched it with originally. Mm. Actually, I, the, when it came out, people seemed to like, even though it was, it, it broke even. That's all mm-hmm. I did was break even, but critically it was panned. And you, the okay. first week it was out, there was, I was, you know, in school and there was a bunch of people in the film class who were like, that movie's trippy. And so I watched it and I was like, that movie's shit. So they were stoned. Yes. Yeah, college. And you just got to, but the thing was, I was stoned. I didn't like it. But Sam, people like Grumpy Cat. People do like Grumpy Cat. So I, yeah, but those people aren't that. stoned. No one like likes shit weasels. No <laughs> one does like shit Are weasels. Are you going to go into the uh, the actors of the film in your boring bullshit? Not in depth. Okay. But you you are going to list some of the big names? Because this I'll has got a lot of big names. everybody important. Okay. All right. We'll save that for the later then. Yeah, the ginger's the most important one. I hope he takes off his shirt again. Hmm. Let's do uh, some non-streaming do's and don'ts, because unfortunately, we have zero streaming do's and don'ts. We uh, None of us mm. watched anything. It's the holidays. It's fucking busy. 
I watched the first episode of Jessica Jones. Yeah. <gasps> Ooh, Jake that's and I watched a good like show. Five. I had a hard time staying awake. Yeah. Oh, I liked it. I like I'm it too. Sure that it gets better. I didn't think it was a whole lot different than Daredevil. I uh I, Oh, screw you, boo Sam. All right. I'm up Damn to turn. episode of twenty three of Enterprise, and the only way I could stay awake for that is if I watch it in the morning while drinking coffee. So there you go. It's uh, too bad that you don't have a TV <laughs> in the bathroom. It would be good to watch while pooping. Yeah, I would. Uh so Jackie and I rented a couple this week. I want to mention briefly that we uh, saw Inside Out finally, and uh, we both liked it. That's on streaming. Is it? There you go. Yeah. Uh, it's not. It's good, and it's probably the best movie I think we saw this year thus far, which isn't really saying a whole lot. But I liked Up better. It's no Up, and it's no Wally. It's okay. it's it was it was okay though. It's good. It's imaginative. It's creative. But the, I like how sadness is the fat chick with the bad haircut and the glasses. I didn't like that. I thought that was offensive. Um, I was being sarcastic. Yeah. It's just the writing is lackluster compared to like the uh, fantasticness of Toy Story 3 or as again, we said, Wally and Up. Like just like keeps you engaged the entire time. This is a lot more imaginative uh, visuals than it is uh, engagingness is the other Pixar presentations. So that's all we're going to talk about on that. Yeah, all right. All yeah. right, move on to the next one. The next one, which you are very lucky you didn't watch this. Okay. Uh, this could have been, if you had been a, more, a stronger fan of the genre, this would have been a nice pick. This movie is overrated as all get out. It's got a 6.4 on IMDb user oh. rating. This movie buttholed out at the end. I <laughs> okay. think that this is a this is a four for sure. But uh, huh. San Andreas starring oh. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I just don't know that I'll ever be able to watch it. You will not. You would hate oh, I this bet. movie. I don't like disaster films. I just can't get through them. Even The Towering Inferno with Newman is impossible for me. The we rebuild, Sam, and then the American flag comes down know. off the bridge. The it's, Golden so Gate So it's got bridge. the end of Deep Impact? It's... The cliche from every single disaster movie ever. It is every single cliche. The only one that's missing is there's no dog or old man that doesn't Did die. You? But uh, it every every single thing, multiple disasters. Uh, uh, I gotta save my family first, and and uh, the the girl dies. Spoiler alert! But then he brings her back with like hard cpr but then she doesn't hard cpr she doesn't make it she doesn't come back and then he's like i won't quit on you after everybody else is like she's gone and then he gives her the old double cpr and that's when she comes back like that level of like cliche where it's just dude really the double cpr again she should obviously be brain dead by this uh, point she, <laughs> there's uh, nothing going on upstairs stinks. now it is one of the dumbest unnecessary movies i've ever seen like who greenlit this thing because it no, think about 2012 uh roland emmerich's last i didn't watch movie. that i have you the hardest but time but you know you know how Dumb. much disliked that film was oh, yeah. like we're done with this roland emmerich and disaster movies nobody wants to do this any fucking more so nobody wants these disaster movies anymore unless you're going to contribute something new like i oh my god i've never seen that before or, or anything that's different than something that's been done ten thousand times See, this doesn't do any of that i don't know why they said you know what people need Another fucking Roland Emmerich movies not made by Roland Emmerich. See, I thought that, in in my opinion, the disaster genre itself isn't ever anything new. It's just a way to, it's a quick cash grab. All you do is you put in some 
relevant stars of the time. I completely regurgitate agree. the script, grab I, some absolutely. cash, and get out the door. Unless you're watching a Roland Emmerich film, because there's always such a level of like, oh my god, that's so fucking stupid. Well, Roland he's an Emmerich. Imagi- he's an imaginative person. He puts fucking effort into his. Yeah, films. he does. He, he puts doesn't effort just into he, his films. what he puts out is shit. <laughs> but the shit he puts out has been sprinkled with some nice uh, seasoning from the night before. Like, he made a delicious shit bomb burrito that had spices and nice stuff on top of it, and then it all went into the toilet. Yeah, it's it's like a cupcake with a cookie in the middle of it, and just a bunch of other stuff that doesn't make sense, but you eat it, and you're like, all right. Topped, topped with uh, that X-Lax that you thought was chocolate when you were a kid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is chocolate. I'll put this on top of this cupcake. It'll be delicious, and it's just pure poop, but... It's at least trying yeah. poop. And this you, is not you, trying the movie. You don't spit it out. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give uh, San Andreas a do not. But Jackie has a counterpoint. Counterpoint. The Rock looked really good in this movie. Oh, so that's what <laughs> that's you should the counterpoint. See. You liked this film. Why did you like this film? It can't just be because The Rock looked good. I don't know. It just it moved at an okay pace. And, you know, I, I wasn't bored. But I, you know, it was stupid, but I, I wasn't bored and I, I kind of thought like, okay, so it's, it's very run of the mill and it did some things that I, like, I thought for sure that the sideways guy was going to kiss the reporter underneath the desk yeah, and well, that I, uh, didn't happen. And so some of the things that I was expecting, like, this is a stupid shit movie and it's, this is going to happen, didn't happen. And I was okay with that. Specifically, you mentioned the, the kiss under the desk. Uh, we're talking about, um, Paul Giamatti. Uh, oh, sideways guy. Yeah. Sideways guy. That makes guy. sense now. Uh, when the moment in Jurassic World, which is a movie that we all loved, yes, where the guy's like, somebody's got to stay here and and make yeah. sure nothing goes wrong, and he goes for the kiss. Yeah. I don't. I got a boyfriend. That's re- like taking that cliche and being like, you know what? Fuck you. This is uh, have fun with this. They don't bother with that. It, they do in San Andreas. It's oh. The family ends up getting back together because, you know, Disaster. The Rock is totally a badass dude. Like, he's the most badass guy of all time. So they have to now get back together. And, and like, the it, it, huge tits. It, it, what's her name? Alexandra uh, Tucker's girlfriend. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard? No, the other one with the really big boobs that's the really in big boobs. San Andreas. Is it uh, Christina Hendricks? Alexandra duh, blah, blah. She uh, she meets this British guy and just her boobs come out. No, Uh, cliche. Just you're gonna die for me. Let's kiss. I'll I'll save you. Bullshit. That it just it sucks. I I have a question. Yes, please. One of the other uh, caveats of these disaster films is they're sort of a seventy five percent paltry regurgitation of all the special effects that have sort of hit okay yeah. in the last five years. Is it that? Is it a bunch of dusty crumbling? Dusty crumbling is like a really big thing right now. Dusty crumbling is a really big thing, but I would say no. There's, this is... This they, is chunks. Chunks. They, yeah, chunks. Chunks is a good way of putting it. And they they obviously have never seen a building fall over like... Uh, uh, I shitty shitty that it happened but 9-11 is a big like oh that's what it looks like when a building falls over these are buildings falling over 
I don't mean like tipping crumbling. over, like tipping over, which is physically impossible. Yeah, they just fall straight. That's, they kind of tumble. They just kind of fall upon themselves. Collapse. That is how they're made. Yeah, it saves. Sorry, everybody in the building, you're going to die either way. But at least this thing isn't going to fall into another building and kill those people as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. They, they're built to fall on themselves. That's how the demolitions blow it up. But I guess it doesn't look that cool in film. So it's none of like the huge dust clouds that, you know, happened that we saw at that point in time. Yeah. It's just buildings falling over and a helicopter dodging them. That doesn't make sense at all. Stupid. That's that's oh, it's, quite dumb. It was totally adrenaline junkie. Awesome. <laughs> the Rock was flying his airplane. Is he was in a chopper. And he was like, that's the sound of the chopper. And the builders like, bam! And then they fall into another one. Bam! And then it's coming the other way. And he's flying upside down and off to the side. So... San Andreas is basically, and you see him grabbing the joystick like he's beaten off or something. So and it's like no, it all over the he's place. He's putting effort, like like it's an airplane. Like I gotta pull up, like which I'm so pretty it's sure like the second doesn't do that. So it's like the second Death Star run in yeah, a helicopter, kinda, yeah. yeah. When he could just go up above all of it, he could just go and up just above fly straight. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't do that. It's much more dangerous <laughs> than that, Sam. Much more dangerous. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to watch this movie. No, I. It, yeah. Oh man, it uh, it sucks. This. I is, think it's actually on HBO now. I think it is as well. So there you go, streaming. Doing. Yeah, I rented right, it on yeah. Blu-ray. So I was that chuffed about it. But uh, <sighs> I, uh, Jackie, are you going to give it a do or do not? It's a do, people. All right. <laughs> Especially when he steals this truck from somebody else who stole a truck. Are you are you saying that you think that people should watch this or just that you liked it? <laughs> I think they should watch it. I thought it was fun. Huh, all right. Well, it's not for me. Well. Go back and watch Roland Emmerich because he's, he's better at it. I'm bringing in a superpower this week. Okay. <clears throat> I thought long and hard about this one, like 20 seconds. So, uh, <laughs> Michael Winslow. The... Police Academy guy. Yeah. You can replicate any sound effect in the world, including other people's voices. The man of a thousand voices. And sound effects. Hey, this is Steve. I'm at the pier. (laughs) (laughs) Basically that. Yeah. So he'd be the Uh, world's best. I stole that joke from Alec Baldwin. (laughs) You know, he he would be the best, the world's best vintage. Ventriloquist? Ventriloquist. Ventriloquist, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe not, though. I mean, because he can just make other people's voices, right? But, like, well, yeah, it doesn't mean impersonator, you can though. It. Yeah, yeah, impersonator, sure, obviously. But uh, it works out for Michael Winslow in the Police Academy movies pretty well. Yeah. Uh, is there is there a call for another Michael Winslow in film, though? Well, like, can we do that he's again? He's still around. Like, I bet he's ready for some cash. You got the Geico commercials. You got the, yeah, that you was. You can always do Geico commercials. Yeah. Well, if it was viable, that's what I'm saying about if it was a viable superpower, he would be a hero. <laughs> he does a good job. He's making money. Maybe he's just Still? not apply. Maybe he just didn't apply himself. And he also doesn't have that vocal uh, uh, steal anybody's voice thing. He just can make. <laughs> he does a lot of voices. Yeah, he can be home security. Oh, uh, yeah. That's not really that cool. So I got to live in your yard, wait for somebody to come in and then I would make build gunshots you a little house like an animal. Yeah. That's, and that's not a, that's not benefit it would have plumbing and a heater i don't remember which if it was three or four or two it, i don't know if it's citizens on patrol but it's the one where they go into the zoo and all of the be- criminals are in there the punks mm-hmm. the gang yeah that's two with uh bobcat bobcat yeah yeah he uh holds them all off with with nothing but a bullhorn yep 
That is true. He does. Yeah. So uh, you could assist the police. Probably not. You'd probably get shot. Real nice. He was the police. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You could like be the police, but then you would get shot because you know what? You, the, I've learned that the bad guys shoot back in real life. So I'm not really interested in that getting shot at. No. So there's voice is, acting. I think this is stupid. So there's. A vo- <laughs> I think this is a stupid superpower that. <laughs> well, there's voice acting. You're going to be standing on the corner, and be like, "I can impersonate anything. Give me a dollar." No, there's voice acting. Mark Hamill has made a fine a career off of voice acting. Yeah, but that's like anything else. You can have all the talent in the world without the. You know, you're still playing the lottery trying to get the right job. Yeah, it's hard work. It's hard work if you can if you can find it. Does anybody have a viable application that you could just be like? I have I've got toxic waste on me. I can do any voice and any sound effect in the world and instantly be like, yeah, I'm the man because of my toxic waste sound effect replication. I mean, you I guess could, you could prank call people. What you be <laughs> <laughs> like, this is the president of the United States. Yeah. No, that's actually, I would do that. That's something. You could sell people like, yeah, the, the when the bottom dropped out of the answering machine market, you took a <laughs> You could have been selling answering messages like, I'm Ted Kappel, and this is Betsy's answering machine. Yeah. Um, yeah, or you could be like, hi, this is your dead grandma calling. Oh, God. Do you still have the socks you, I gave you, what, you for last Christmas? I hope you didn't throw those away. I think what you'd end up being is like the most popular check stand person at the grocery outlet. Okay. Oh, man, that's not even like a real grocery store. Give that me, sucks. Give me some more deals here, or details here. Well, like, they just want their groceries, and you're like... Oh, the robot's not working today, sir. Ding, ding, ding with the trolley. Here is your receipt. And they're like, God, I hate that fucking guy. But he's always got the shortest line because they put him in the express lane. And so yeah. you have to go there or you're waiting behind the family with three cards. Yeah. All right. I've got one argument left. Okay. And Jackie just made me think of it. This is my last defense for sound effect and vocal re- reproduction. You have to you have to sell your soul essentially. You have oh. to you have to be a bad guy, but you could dupe uh you know like the the uh ghost people. Like I'm going to go Anybody. see the the ghost man. What's that guy's name? The biggest douche in the universe? No, I mean if you John uh John Edwards. John Edwards. So yeah. you start you start your no. spooky own spooky ghost show. Yeah, there's two John Edwards. And you you know have some guy work in the crowd like, "Hey, uh, you know, oh, I'm channeling your grandma." And then you're just upstairs, you know, pump pump their grandma yeah, yeah. over the the thing that's a cash cow no i mean you could if you wanted to be a con artist you could do a lot of things you could just stalk somebody get their wife's voice mm-hmm. oh, honey i forgot the card what's the number mm-hmm. just do a lot of there's a lot of a lot of bad guy a lot of, stuff and it's not like super bad it's a con just man dickhead you'd be a really you're good con man dick. with that you're a total bad just nasty grody sleazy guy after a while like you'd really know you'd probably get to where you were like an informant too Oh yeah, I think to uh, stay not dead, you'd have to make a lot of deals with people. Yeah, what about calling like the terrorists, like the spy thing that you always go back to? Like, what if you just pick up the phone and say, "Ah la 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 la"? <laughs> yeah, I don't, oh my god! Because I'm pretty I sure that's how all their conversation. Hello, ah, la, 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 la. oh, got it. Ah la la to you. Goodbye. Click. <laughs> oh my god! What's the password? Swordfish. <laughs> no. <laughs> then you get killed. Yeah. Yeah, but see, you're making calls. You're you're on on the phone. I, you're I not even in the like, same like world as them. The FBI or something would probably know you. That's how you would. You that would, would be have your to, demise. You'd have to like 
kick some gigs for the feds to ne- knock some people over with mm-hmm. your skills in order to keep yourself alive and out of jail, you'd have to work some deals. Yeah, probably. You'd probably wear Hawaiian shirts. All right, give me a score here out of 10. Two. Two? Two. Two? It's equal to superheroing? <laughs> yeah. There's yeah, no downside to this one. Well, I mean, you have a shitty life. It's not that shitty. You just like you, you're the life of the party. I mean, you're you got the life at the of the grocery party. outlet singing. Not Here really. comes the trolley. You could still have a normal or job. It's just you've got the superpower. It doesn't mean that you have to. Bruce Campbell from Burn Notice, which is kind of cool. That's pretty. I would, I would, I would bump it up to six if I get to be Bruce Campbell. Man, you guys are dickheads. That's that's better than fucking superheroing. Okay. The fans are going to revolt on that <laughs> one. Yeah, the fan. Yeah. You uh, can't be your own fan, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of fans, uh, we do have one little uh, bit of fan notice from our good buddy Brad Schlager, the uh, Martini Shark. He says uh, regarding Biggles' Adventure in Time, because we all are kind of scratching our head other than the book title, he's got an ex- explanation how it works perfectly, Biggles' colon adventure in time it's adventures with an s adventures yes sorry i always missed that part note the lack of an apostrophe in his name this could then mean the title was not detailing a series of escapades but instead what biggle describing what biggles accomplished in more of a headline fashion read the word adventures not as a as a noun but as a present tense verb and the title sounds not just differently but accurately in regards to the film content to give a personal example Imagine a movie about my dramatic aco- accomplishments last night. Brad, colon, drinks in saloon. Yeah, no, I think he's right. I think he's spot on. Yeah. Where the hell do they have saloons still? Uh, my, uh, there, Fort Lauderdale, where Brad I live in a town that has a saloon, and I'm not going back anymore because the well is dry. <laughs> oh, my God. You got to travel back in time, Sam. You got to build no, that. No, no, uh, there have been the same ones for oh, years since now. 20 years ago? Well, like the last just, five. Yeah, I went in just... there and I was like, oh, I've, I've uh, exasperated this scene like six <laughs> years ago. <laughs> All right, Sam, what do you have on Dreamcatcher? That well, was made in 2003. We'll start with a quote from the author of the book Dreamcatcher, Stephen King. I don't like Dreamcatcher very much. That's not a good sign. <laughs> That's That was his, what he's told uh, Rolling Stone in an interview last year. Was he talking year. about the book or the movie? The book. Ooh. His own work. Oh. They're like, so Dreamcatcher. Because I think that Dreamcatcher is actually, we're not the only ones that are like, oh, we need to revisit this what the fuck movie. Mm-hmm. I think other people, even with a novel, are like, wait a second, buddy, with a really sterling career. Yeah. What do you think about Dreamcatcher? And he's like, mm. you know, I don't like it. <laughs> You, know, you wrote I, it. I like that Wicker Man with uh, Nick Cage, though. That well, good. is that a shark in that bag? Yeah. It's not. I can't tell you definitively if, if it was or wasn't a shark. Yeah. yeah. Uh, King wrote, hand wrote the book in cursive. On a napkin? No. Okay. As a rehabilitation exercise after a 1999 car accident. Oh, I didn't even realize he was in such a thing. Yeah. So I don't know that he was even really ever meaning to release it. But mm-hmm. like once he got there, he's like, why not? It's like uh, Picasso. Hey, Picasso drew on this fucking napkin. It's worth a million dollars. Or when the uh, Dolly did the eclair mutilation next to Alice Cooper. Yeah. yeah. And then Alice Cooper was like, can I keep that right about to... when when uh, Dolly was about to throw it in the trash? And he's mm-hmm. like, of course not. It's priceless. And then he walked out with it and then probably threw it in a different trash can. Yep. It is reported that King sold the rights to this book he didn't like for one dollar. <laughs> 
Whoa. Which is weird that like Kasdan would hitch his wagon to it so hard. Yeah, no kidding. Because he really hitched. I'm going to talk about that a little in a little bit. Of how like Kasdan really hitched his wagon to this thing. Uh, the novel is a sprawling 800 pages. The movie is 133 minutes. Beyond King, the critics seem to also strongly dislike the novel. Of the reviews I read, most were comparing the two, uh, book and the movie to uh, one another, and the general consensus was what little good writing there was in the book didn't make it into the movie because it was too sparse and it's among 800 pages of story. That's so ridiculous that he wrote in cursive 800 pages. It is. How did his hand not fall off? It took him six months. That's still not very long. The last book that I read that was 800 pages was a real snooze fest. (laughs) I'm just saying, I don't have high expectations now. I've been writing my book for six months. No shit. Not is maybe hard as he does because I play a lot of video so, games and I have to do this podcast. I am at 75 pages and I've been writing for six months. So yeah. on a computer, not in cursive. Well, if you don't have anything else to do, I guess. In cursive? Six months, 800 pages. Still, know. You know what? Yeah. I, I would just like to put this out there. If we have any rich listeners that want to fund my trip to Ireland so that I can stay in an inclusive resort and write a book uh, at a seaside resort in Ireland. Huh. Where yeah. they have nice beer, I maybe some whiskey. If you would like to fund me, then you should write to Stinger Madness. I'm I'm sure the long the line is quite long for that. Yeah, no, it's just oh, lining damn. up right now. I can see him outside. Proceed. Considering you don't write any and, any of the material for Stinger hey, Madness, yeah. I, I wrote I an email at work today. Oh, nice. Nice. it was it took me two seconds. <laughs> Take that, and it was published right away. I wrote a picture of by the a Gmail giant veiny dick. Ah. And then send it now to it's you priceless. in an email. Well, one of the other general consensus among the things I've read is the one that I find the most startling. Everyone seems to think that Donnie Wahlberg did a fine job recreating the character oh, Duddits no! from the novel. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, no! Which goes back to Stephen King's statement, I don't like Dreamcatcher very much. <laughs> I think Duddits and Donnie Wahlberg's performance is one of the inspirations to uh Radio? Uh no, no, but radio's the other inspiration to uh you never go all retard. I uh. really feel that Duddits is part of it because it's so bad. Now the uh, the fun thing about Donnie Wahlberg is once you go retard, you fuck your career over, but Donnie Wahlberg like I don't think his career really went up or down after Duddits. Well, DiCaprio has a full, long career after his that's main true. thing was going all the way. Yeah, that's true. Ew. Also, uh, whittling down the large work left the characters and situation fairly underdeveloped. There was a lot that ended up on the floor. One of the, for instance, one of the main things that doesn't make it into the movie is why the book was called Dreamcatcher. No, I always was like, what the fuck, what man? What the fuck? Is this called Dreamcatcher for? I thought it was going to be like Wendigo. Like, oh, it's yeah. Indian stuff. And like you get so, sucked into the Dreamcatcher and then shit happens in there like like Hellraiser. Like you go to go see the Cenobuns and stuff. But no, nothing. Like I don't that even at all. know if uh, Duddits is actually an alien in the book. Mr. Gray, the Damian Lewis second voice right. in the book is a hallucination. He's <sighs> not real. And they sort of like. What sense can be made on it on forums is that it's not all the way a hallucination. It's what Damian Lewis, like, because the virus, it's a virus that's sort of a hive mind. You've already confused the shit out of me, and I've seen this movie. And that that's, this Mr. Gray is his psyche 
trying to put a name to this sort of consciousness and him trying to deconstruct the consciousness. Apparently, Tom Jane's character saves him with bacon. <laughs> that doesn't happen in the movie either. Well, I, I, you know, that was the, people one of the, have been uh, saved with worse. Apparently, one of the uh, finest points was the saving him with bacon scene in the book was like, oh, that was really good. <laughs> Which just seems like and delicious. Boy. I mean, it was really good bacon. Thank you for going, that. Going back to Stephen King's original statement, I don't like Dreamcatcher very much. <laughs> we'll talk more about the differences in the main episode as they come up. Uh, Lawrence Kasdan, his first two screenplays that he wrote professionally were The Empire Strikes Back and Raiders of the Lost Ark. And then he wrote this turn? His first directorial effort was Body Heat with William Hurt and Kathleen Turner. He would then not only experience the highs and lows of the film industry, but almost set the peak in the valley. The Big Chill is universally lauded, while his next film, Silverado, is largely seen as the death of the Western genre. Grand Canyon was a commercial failure, but a critical success. The Bodyguard has a 32% on Rotten Tomatoes, despite grossing $411 million. <coughs> while George P. Cosmato's film, Tombstone, made some ground resurrecting the Western, Kasdan's Wyatt Earp started putting nails back in the coffin. Mumford was viewed as charming, but fared poorly commercially. His next project, Dreamcatcher, was supposed to be his comeback. He invested himself fully in the project as producer, writer, and director. It would be nine years before he would work again. And currently, he is listed as the principal screenwriter in The Force Awakens. And co-producer. When the finest actor in your troupe is Jason Lee, and you're not Kevin Smith, you're in trouble. Oh. <laughs> Hey, what about Morgan Freeman? Uh, beyond Lee, this was supposed to be a career maker for Tom Jane, Timothy Oliphant, and Damian Lewis. Timothy Oliphant's good. It was supposed to be a comeback film for Tom Sizemore. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I guess it worked out for Donnie Wahlberg, though I'm not sure how or why. Morgan Freeman in this, is in this movie, but Driving Miss Daisy, he is not. In the case of Mr. Jane, he did it because his mom told him to. I wonder mm. if she told him to do a shitty job. I wonder if Tom James' mom showed up on set and said, hey, everybody, you should crap this thing up real nice. <laughs> and they all said, okay, Tom James' mom. Here's some cookies. Here's some cookies. <laughs> yeah, so Morgan Freeman is just, his character is completely indescribable. No. And the yeah. site, like, so they're like, oh, let's make him evil. Well, how are we going to make him evil? Let's put some bushy eyebrows on him. <laughs> Give some him a really, flat top. Really bushy eyebrows. <laughs> bushy eyebrows are evil, aren't they? I think so. I don't know <laughs> if they're evil or if they just make you silly looking. Uh, yeah. Uh, keep an eye out for all the dude shots. Dude. Did you notice like, like when the first time or... you saw this, like everybody has a hero shot. It's a low angle looking up at him to introduce him. Like Sizemore drives by, mm -hmm. stops. The camera's looking up at him. He's like, I'm a dude. And then he points. And then Morgan Freeman's standing in the doorway to the trailer, and he just, like, turns around and goes, oh, I'm a dude. It's like the uh, poses you can get for your avatar in Halo. Yeah. Like, I'm going to save up all my experience points Ugh. so I can get that one cool one. Yeah. That dude shot. The dude shot. <laughs> that sounds ridiculous. A bunch of dude shots. And I like that you point out that Timmy Ol Timothy Oliphant does a good job in this, because he does. I didn't say he did a good job. I just said he's okay. like he's a cool guy. I like Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, I think everybody I think stinks does in this film. Good job, and I think he's a good character. He's in there for, like, three minutes. Mm. Like, hey, Timothy Oliphant. Oh, you're fucking dead. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Thanks. I haven't seen this. It won't be much of a spoiler. No. It happens fairly early on. Yeah. So the movie is, uh, as we said, at pawn store bins everywhere for less than a dollar, potentially. So go out and get it. Watch it. 
Come back to us on Monday, and in the meantime, get to the chopper that's being flown by Morgan Freeman. Thank you for listening to Stinker Madness. If this is your first time, we hope you enjoyed it, and we'll come back to listen more. But now, we'd like to ask all of our listeners for a small favor. We aren't ranking as high as we'd like, and we need your help. Would you please take just a couple of minutes to rate and review us on your preferred listening platform, be it iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever else you can. It takes many hours each week to bring you this show, and just a couple seconds of your time is a huge help for us. And for those of you that have already done this, we say thank you.